For the first time in school history, the BYU Cougars are in Lynchburg, Virginia for a matchup with Liberty. And while the team is going through some difficult times, Kalani Sataki knows it's up to them to right the ship. Going through some adversity right now, but I think there's going to be a lot of growth, a lot of things to learn, and but also you know have optimism that, that we'll get through this. And we'll get through this by working hard, putting each other accountable, and everybody doing their part. While Liberty may not have the same name recognition as Oregon or Notre Dame, BYU knows that the flames can be dangerous, and the Cougars don't plan to take them lightly. Yeah, they might not be a huge name team, but they win games. But I think that as long as we do our job, that we're the better team, and we can we can go out and take it to them. It's time for BYU football as the Cougars face the flames on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Live play-by-play coverage of BYU football is brought to you by... All Pro Capital Real Estate Investments. Les Olson IoT, your office technology partner. Also by Valhalla Fiduciary, expertise and independence in hedge funds. Brought to you by Smith's Food and Drug. Get double fuel points and free grocery delivery with a boost by Smith's Rewards Membership. Also brought to you by Delta, official airline of BYU football. Now, to bring you all of today's action, we head live to the Built Bar broadcast booth and join Riley Nelson alongside the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Let's get you right to today's Ford Keys to the Game presented by your local Ford stores. BYU football, built Ford proud. Riley, what do you have? Well, Greg, on the way out here, I was reading a book, and uh, it had the John Wooden's Pyramid for Success. So I'm going to pick our keys from those uh, from that pyramid. First is team spirit. We've heard a lot this week about how they're going to hold each other more accountable, that they, no one was pleased with that. They're going to come together as a team. That means that nobody's going to try and be a hero. I feel like a lot of the mistakes made, especially defensively, were guys trying to do things outside of their assignment. You gotta give it all for your team and execute on this. Do your 111th, as we hear them say so often. Second is poise. Le- uh, Liberty is a team that thrives off creating chaos. They lead the country in turnovers with 18. BYU needs to maintain their poise. Lastly is competitive greatness. Be at your best when your best is needed. Hostile environment here. That means red zone, third downs, fourth downs. Some of those areas where BYU struggled, they have to be great here today to come out with a convincing win. All right, captains coming to midfield. BYU's captains today, Clark Barrington, Blake Freeland, Connor Pay, and Keenan Peely. Today's referee is Mike Catone. And as the captains shake hands at midfield, the next voice you hear will be that of our referee, Mike Catone, with today's coin toss. Mr. Catone greeting the captains. Today with us is Billy Belcher, former Liberty University player. Welcome, Billy. Gentlemen, I have a coin that has a heads and a tails. Heads and a tails. BYU, you're the visiting team. You get to call the toss. Tails. Tails. Tails Tails is called. It is heads. You want to defer to the second half. Liberty has won the half toss and elected to defer. You want the ball. You want to kick that direction? Okay, captains, come in here, shake hands, bring your teams out. Let's have a good game, gentlemen. All right, there it is. So BYU loses the coin toss. Liberty wins and defers. BYU will receive the football, and the uh, captains will stay on their sides of the field for the kickoff. That is, Liberty will kick off from our left to our right, south to north. 
here at Williams Stadium. And the uh, south end zone to our left, north end zone to our right. We're on the east side press box complex. And uh, some of you have seen uh, via social media, different pictures posted, my Twitter account, Instagram, etc. Uh, the venue is, uh, is just gorgeous and uh, really, really well put together. For a smaller venue by seating capacity, 25,000, but you get a bigger time vibe, Riley, in this building than you might otherwise. Yeah, typically smaller stadiums like this, in my experience, have been the loudest. I mean, Boise's not not much bigger than this, maybe only a few thousand bigger than this, and that place gets rocking even you know, Utah's Rice-Eccles Stadium before the expansion was not huge by number of seats, but that, uh, that place got got loud. This crowd d does not seem to be quite as ruckus as those venues, but I'm sure in key moments they're going to be able to generate the noise. And, uh, you know, BYU, but the majority of the BYU players have been there before, and I think we'll handle it well. All right, BYU's uniform today. White helmets with a chrome royal blue face mask, white jerseys and royal blue pants. Liberty, white helmets, red jerseys, white pants. The red LU across the helmet. Jason Stricker will kick things off for the Flames. Again, south to north, left to right. And BYU's Hobbs Nyberg is deep for the Kooks. Stricker makes his run up. The back spinning end over render will go into the end zone and to the back line for a touchback. Today's starting lineups on offense for BYU brought to you by Larry H. Miller Auto, conveniently located in Provo, Linden, and Orem. Larry H. Miller Auto, driven by you. BYU's O-line, left to right, Blake Freeland, Clark Barrington, Joe Tukuafu, Harris Lachance, and Kingsley Suamataia. Wide receivers, Keanu Hill to the left, Cody Epson, Puka Nakua to the right. Isaac Rex will be the tight end, Jaron Hall the quarterback, and Christopher Brooks the running back. Setting up off the right hip of BYU's fine right-hander Jaron Hall. The six-foot-one, 205-pound junior, 38 career touchdown passes, a 68% passer this season. He sets up in the gun. They'll motion Rex from left to right, creating trips to the right. And from the near hash, the shotgun snap is received by Jaron Hall. The handoff to Chris Brooks and a loss of one on the play. Wrapped up immediately by Kendi Charles, the defensive end for Liberty. And it'll be second down and long 10, almost 11 for BYU after Brooks is stuffed on first and 10. The handoff from Hall and no gain for BYU. In fact, a loss of a quarter yard officially. You got to block the play side defensive line. I must have been a miscommunication in how the offensive line decided to target up that zone run. So second long 10, almost 11. They'll call it second and 10 officially on the board. And they go empty now. Trips to the right. Twins left for Hall in the gun. Receives a shotgun snap at his belt and throws behind Keanu Hill. A misfire, creating third down and 10 for BYU. That's a quick step and throw, Riley, and it was behind Hill. Yeah, I, I, it looked great pre-snap. You always have to confirm post-snap. The defensive end into the short side of the field dropped into that and kind of forced Jaron. As Jaron had already made the decision to throw to Keanu Hill, the defensive end was dropping into the zone, and he missed him wide right. So third down, almost 11 for BYU. Keanu Hill missed on that last second down try. Jaron Hall in the gun. He throws wide receiver screen to the right. It's complete. Not for a first down as Tapuka Nakua. And he got out to the 33 is all. Fourth down, long two, and BYU will go three and out on its opening possession. 
That's a little bit disheartening, Greg, because these, you know, first 15 or first 20, depending on, it's rare that anybody goes 20 anymore, but you script those and you practice those all game or all week long and you expect it, you know, it's rare that you go three and out because you get the virtue of scripting those and practicing them so much. Demario Douglas back to return the Ryan Rico punt and Rico just hammers this one. And it bounces inside the 10-yard line. We'll take a Liberty bounce out to the 12-yard line. But uh, Demario Douglas started backpedaling and realized he's never going to get to that one. That's a massive punt by Rico and flips field position in a hurry. It'll be the Flames first and 10 from their own 12-yard line. Puka Nakua, by the way, with that screen reception for eight yards, now with 1,002 career receiving yards at BYU, the 70th BYU player to have 1,000-plus career receiving yards. All right. BYU's defensive lineup, starting lineup, brought to you by Larry H. Miller Auto, conveniently located in Provo, Linden, and Orem. Larry H. Miller Auto, driven by you. Talon Elfrey is the deep safety. Gabe Judy Lally and D'Angelo Mandel on the corners as the swing left, complete to Day-Day Hunter for a gain of six, completing the defensive alignment for BYU. I get Caleb Hayes, not Mandel, on the other corner. Ben Bywater, Keenan Peely, Max Tooley, the linebackers, Micah Harper, the other safety, along with Alfrey. And up front, John Nelson, Caden Hawes, and Lorenzo Fawatea with Tyler Batty. Second down and four for the Flames, gain of six on that completion to Day Day Hunter. Quarterback is Jonathan Bennett. Holds it out for the back. Day-Day Hunter, and Day-Day Hunter needing four, got five. And so Liberty moves the sticks. Keenan Peely the tackle, but a first and ten for Liberty. Arkansas ran last week at a feverish pace. Liberty is not. They're going to use, they're going to mix up tempos, but really use a lot of the play clock. We're going to see a lot of what we just did where the quarterback comes out, gives a dummy call, and they're, as they swap out quarterbacks. Yep, here comes Charlie Brewer for the first snap. So Brewer does see some early action here. They started Jonathan Pennett, the six-foot 220-pound junior, now the 6'1", 210 senior, the former Utah and Baylor quarterback Charlie Brewer gets a snap on first and 10 from the Liberty 23-yard line. Twins to the right. And a single receiving option, a tight end fullback left as the handoff goes middle to Day-Day Hunter. And Day-Day Hunter has an 11-yard run on first down and 10 out to the 34-yard line. So after the massive punt from Ryan Rico, a 55-yarder from Rico. Liberty moves the sticks twice early in this one. And from their own 34-yard line, first down and 10. Charlie Brewer stays in at quarterback. Brewer was 15 for 26 with a touchdown and a pick in the Utes' loss at BYU last year. Day-Day Hunter remains the tailback. The play clock down to 15 now as Liberty players still looking toward the sideline. Play clock hits 10. They've yet to go to the line. Late switch for BYU. Atanaisa Mahe will check in. Play clock at 2 and 1. Nearly a delay of game. Quarterback keeper for Brewer. Brewer's tripped up, going off tackle left for a gain of 2. That was a very weird play to be running after nearly the entire play clock ran out. 
Again, Greg, I think so. Liberty does not huddle, but they that doesn't just because they run no huddle doesn't mean they're moving fast. They use every inch. We're going to see a ton of dummy snap counts, and uh, I do think that they have looked at the playbook that the likes of Coastal Carolina have used, and they're going to try and dominate time of position every opportunity they get. Jonathan Bennett back in at quarterback. Brewer out. Second down, eight. Five minutes in, almost five minutes into quarter at number one. Bennett. Play fake. Bennett goes deep down the far sidelines. Got a man, and it is caught inside the 20, the 15-yard line of BYU. Noah Frith, one-on-one coverage on the far sideline, and he beats Caleb Hayes down the boundary, and the first big play of the day is turned in by the home team. Liberty first down and 10 at the 16, but no, wait, we could bring it all back. There's a flag near the line of scrimmage. Yeah, it's not necessarily in the area of holding, although, oh, there's two flags, so there's one. Ineligible downfield, number 55 offense. Five-yard penalty, remains second down. Wow. From second and eight to second and 13 and wipe out the big gainer. It would have been red zone and first and 10 at the BYU 16, but the penalty brings it all the way back, and the Cougars catch a break. Ineligible downfield on a big play for the Flames. That, Wipe it off. That hurts for Liberty. I, and one of the things, though, Greg, that hopefully the defensive staff is paying attention to, that Frith-Caleb Hayes matchup, Frith has five inches of height and length on Caleb Hayes, so maybe giving him some safety help might not be a bad idea. 48-yard completion is wiped out. Again, play fake, and again on the drop. This time they throw far side. Completion made to Demario Douglas, and Douglas gets out near midfield, and they move the sticks regardless. So it's not the 48-yard play it was a moment ago, but a 13-yarder will move the chains for Liberty. They completely erased, you know, early downs, backed up, off schedule, and they completely erased it. You can see there why Douglas is one of their uh, top receivers. He's got incredible quickness that he showed after catching that ball. First and 10 Flames. At the Liberty 47-yard line now, nearing midfield on the Flames' first possession of the game. 9.55 remaining in the opening quarter. We are scoreless, BYU and Liberty, here in Lynchburg. Jonathan Bennett in the gun. Dede Hunter to his left. Strength is left. The throw is a swing screen left to Douglas. Douglas trying to find his way through blockers at the far boundary and just kind of piecemeals his way forward for a gain of five. It'll be second and five Flames. Your typical water bug slot receiver. That was an old term that uh, a lot of old school football players used to use, and Douglas is the epitome of it. He's not a big guy, but when he gets the ball in his hands, those feet are firing, and he is extremely elusive. Two catches, 21 yards now for Douglas. Douglas leading the Flames, coming in two today. 34 gra- grabs for 546, and he's boosted that total to 36 and 567 on the year. Strength to the right with trips. Play fake, middle, look is left, and again a boundary throw down the far sideline. And it's brought in again by Noah Frith. It's the same play, and this one will count, and this time it's Caleb Hayes. It's D'Angelo Mandel in coverage downfield. And Liberty is set up first down and goal. The catch made on the sideline to the seven-yard line, and the Flames go no huddle. Right back to the line. The snap, Bennett. The handoff middle to Day-Day. Day-Day trips up to the five-yard line. It's a gain of two on first and goal from the seven. Same play. Yeah, So I, and they 
they did see the adjustment. They took the 5'11 Hayes, swapped him out for the 6'1 D'Angelo Mandel, but Frith being 6'4 still had the significant height advantage, and it's not just the height because in both those catches, he's I'm, uh, we don't have measurements on his reach, but he has extremely long arms and was able to use those long arms to make the catch despite you know having decently close coverage by both Hayes on the one that was called back and Mandel on the last one. We're almost halfway through the opening quarter, 0-0, and from the 6th, they'll say a second and goal from the 6th. Bennett hands off to Day-Day. Day-Day trying to stretch it out to the corner, shaking off and stiff-arming. Micah Harper gets to the edge, did not get to the pylon. They'll mark him out, shy of the goal line. In fact, well back at the three-and-a-half-yard line. Now third and goal between the three- and the four-yard line for Liberty. Opening this possession of the game for the Flames. It'll be third down and goal from the three. Charlie Brewer will re-enter the game for Liberty. So some platooning at quarterback for Coach Hugh Freeze. He's gone with Bennett and Brewer early. BYU platoons defensively. Liberty going left to right as we see it and you hear it. Brewer backing up into the gun. Third and goal flames at the BYU three-yard line. The snap to Charlie. Pulls it away. Keeps and gets nothing. BYU holds. It'll be fourth down. And the field goal unit ready to trot on for the flames. And here they come to try and score three. So Liberty will look to open the scoring with Nick Brown. Trotting on, but BYU faced a defensive first and goal from the seven and held firm. The Flames will try to score off the boot of Brown to make it 3-0. Liberty not feeling like they're desperate, and why would you? You stopped BYU on your on their first possessions, a three and out, and you just marched down the field 80-plus yards to uh, take the lead if this field goal try is good. Nick Brown, 5 for 11 on his field goals. And the kick is up and good. Liberty... On a short field goal, 22-yarder, opens the scoring. Flames 3 and BYU 0. 7.29 to go in the opening quarter. And again, when Liberty scores first, under Hugh Freeze, they are 22-3. and And they've done so here today. We'll take a break. 7.29 to go in the first. Liberty 3, BYU nothing on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Let's head back to the Built Bar broadcast booth and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. BYU football brought to you by Siegfried and Jensen. Siegfried and Jensen have been helping Utah families for over 30 years. Learn more at SiegfriedandJensen.com. Well, Liberty took the opening kickoff, or took its opening possession, I should say, after BYU went three and out after the opening kickoff. And Liberty's first drive went 11 plays, 6.05 off the clock, but does not get into the end zone. A 22-yard field goal for the Flames gives Liberty a 3-0 lead early. BYU, by the way, has outscored 6 of its seven opponents in the first quarter this season. Only Oregon outscored BYU in the opening 15 minutes. And the Cougars are now coming back down 3-0. 7.29 to play in quarter number one. Hobbs Nyberg is back to return the kick from Jason Stricker. BYU's first drive goes three and out. And then the Flames take their first possession. 11 plays in 6.05, so another long, time-consuming both in distance and clock time. Drive results in points for the opposition, but not a touchdown. Stricker from the far hash. Low squibber, bouncing at the 20. Handled by a BYU up back. And that's Lopini Katoa. Or it's Christensen. Caleb Christensen both wear jersey number four. So it was the other number four. Caleb Christensen scooping it up off the up back and getting his first kickoff return of the season. And it gets out to the BYU 24-yard line. First and 10, BYU. Jaron Hall 
Has completed one of two passes for eight yards on the opening series. Puka Nakua setting up wide right. Cody Epps to the left. Mason Wake is a wing left. And now shifts off to the right, so double tight left and right. Jaron Hall shotgun with Chris Brooks. Pulls it away from Brooks's belly. Settles in the pocket and throws complete to the 44-yard line to tight end Isaac Rex. Rex makes the catch. 42 they spot him. First down and 10 BYU. Good matchup there with Rex over the middle. He's significantly bigger than all of these Liberty University linebackers and showed his, that he's not just using his size. He has a speed advantage well as he's able to get down the field and get open uh, between the safeties. Cody Epps now wide to the right. Puka Nakua left. Double tight left and right. Rex left. Wake right. Jaron Hall goes under center with Chris Brooks as the lone setback. First and 10, Cougs at their own 42. Ball between the hash marks. Fly sweep, Puka takes the handoff. And Puka moving to his right. Has another first down for BYU or close to it. Gets into B a Liberty territory at the 49. Needed to get to the 48. The mark him a yard shy. Second down and one for BYU. Another productive fly sweep for Puka Nakua. You just crossed midfield. You've got second and less than a yard. This is a time where conventional wisdom would say, take a shot down the field. We'll see if how BYU does that, if they decide to do it, or after going three and out on their first drive, they decide to just keep the chains moving and pick up the second and short. Four and three Cougs, six and one Flames were early here in Lynchburg. 6-10 to play in the opening quarter. BYU driving second and one from the Liberty 49-yard line. Ball far hash, BYU right to left. Epps motions to the left, back to the right. Brooks takes the handoff middle and moves the sticks to the 45-yard line. Just a mess of bodies. The pile pushing to the line to gain and beyond. First and 10 BYU at the 45. Kendi Charles first to get the stop in for the Flames. Against this 12 personnel set, Liberty is walking up their outside linebackers, having five guys, and then with the second short scenario, they, they, their middle backers, they were within three yards of the line of scrimmage. That's one that if Chris Brooks can break one tackle, there's nobody left. And the Cougars stay in 12 personnel. Double tight, double wide. Pistol formation now. Hill in the gun. Brooks trailing. A short boot, a deep drop. Pressure in on Jaron. He throws as he's being hit, and he ends up throwing it incomplete to the near sideline. And he had to throw before he was quite ready. As pressure came in immediately and knocked him down, he gets up. And it'll be second down and 10 at the Liberty 45-yard line. 5.24 to play in the opening quarter. Almost 10 minutes gone here in Lynchburg. BYU brings in Braden Cosper, and the Cougs will now go to four wides. Well, three wides and a tight end, but they flexed out Rex off the line to the left. So trips left, single wide to the right. And now they're going to bring Rex to the tackle and put a hand on the ground. Hall shotgun, Brooks left hip, second down 10. Quick fire to the near side, one man to beat, and Keanu Hill cannot shake loose of the tackle of Kobe Singleton. The completion to Hill, but for a minimal gain, maybe four they give him. So third down and six for BYU at the Liberty 41-yard line, and this is four down territory. This is where A-Rod's going to think of two plays to get six yards. Third and six from the 41. BYU white helmets, white jerseys, royal blue pants. Liberty white jerseys, white helmets, red jerseys, white pants. BYU right to left here in quarter number one. Shotgun for Hall. Brooks to his left. Puka motions behind the quarterback. Wow. And now three flags fly before the snap. Four flags. They all saw the same thing. False start on BYU. False start. 52 offense. Five-yard penalty. Remains third down. The false start on the center. 
Joe Tukawafu. Well, and Greg Morelli, this, this crowd is only 25,000, but it sounds like a lot more. Um, on this third down, they did on the last drive as well. These Liberty fans are, are bringing the noise. Um, it's definitely can create some problems for this BYU offense if they're not sharp and disciplined. Mitchell Jorgens in the Zions Bank end zone for big time banking with a home team field. Zions Bank is for you. Maybe still be two down, four down territory. Third and 11 from the 46 now empty. They swing it wide right to Puka Nakua. Takes the swing pass with a full head of steam. 30, 20, the 10, the 5, the pylon, the touchdown! Puka Nakua from 46 yards out. Takes the swing pass in the right flat and takes it to the house. The Cougars take the lead, 6-3 with the PAT pending. One of the keys to the game was be at your best when your best was needed. Well, after going three and out on your first drive and the offense conceding a field goal, on, or on the defense conceding a field goal on its first, you find yourself third and long. You give your ball to your best player, Puka Nakua. Liberty was in man coverage. They motioned Puka from left to right, but they didn't carry a man with him. A big-time bust and miscommunication on Liberty's part. Jaron put the ball right in his numbers at the line of scrimmage, and Puka did the rest, weaving his way through to the defenders. Boy, did he look fast on that touchdown. Jake Oldroyd is on for the PAT. Justin Smith has been reassigned after handling PATs last couple of weeks. He missed one in each game. Jake Oldroyd to give BYU a 7-3 lead, 4-14 to play in the opening quarter. The Cougs have the first touchdown of this day. It's a Mountain America Credit Union touchdown for each TD BYU scores this season. Mountain America will donate $250 to the American Red Cross to help fund humanitarian services and programs. Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. The PAT from Oldroyd is good. It's BYU 7 and Liberty 3. 4.14 to go in the opening quarter. We're taking a break on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to Riley Nelson and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel, on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is BYU Radio on KBYU-FM HD2 Provo. You're listening to BYU Football on BYU Radio. BYU 7, Liberty 3, our score here in Lynchburg. Time for our first pigskin scoring summary brought to you by your Utah Pork Producers and the National Pork Board. From farm to fork, Utah Pork Producers like Smithfield Foods take pride in good practices that produce safe and nutritious pork right here in Utah. Make pork your protein of choice all season long. For delicious and nutritious pork recipes, visit pork.org. 76-yard BYU Drive, 6 plays, 3.07 off the clock. And the final play, a 46-yard touchdown pass. Jaron Hall to Puka Nakua. That now makes it eight consecutive touchdown drives, Riley, of 75 or more yards for BYU. Great offense after the uh, first drive. Great answer to the uh, score by Liberty. And, man, I, I just want to point out again, like, you really see the difference of Puka looked like a man among boys making those cuts and using his speed down the sideline on that touchdown. Kickoff by Oldroyd, returned by Shedro Lewis from the 7 out to the 25, 26, maybe 27-yard line. It's interesting that in that first Liberty drive, Jonathan Bennett could do no wrong. Four for seven, or four for four, beg your pardon, four for four, 67 yards. They brought Charlie Brewer in for just a few plays. All Brewer did was handoff and kept it two times for two yards. 
Yeah, it was almost looked like two times uh, for zero yards. Yeah, it looked actually. like a poor man's Taysom Hill package. Charlie Brewer is not Taysom Hill. He's not known as a runner. He's known as more of a pocket passer. So it was really surprising to see them use Brewer in that way. But hey, BYU will take anything that Liberty will give them schematically or otherwise. Chaz Ayu on the field for the first time this season today. He's at linebacker right now with Liberty first down and 10. Jonathan Bennett is the quarterback. Day-Day Hunter to his left hip. And Bennett will throw a swing screen left to Demario Douglas, who slips and falls and loses four yards on the play. And Liberty is already off schedule. Second down and 14. Micah Harper there to make sure that Demario Douglas, after blowing a tire, would not go anywhere other than down to the ground. So from the 22, it is second down 14 now for Liberty. I just want to call out again. I, I've been doing it the last few weeks, but Micah Harper's ability to start the play 10 yards from the line of scrimmage and play so aggressively downhill, affect plays at or behind the line of scrimmage is just a joy to watch. Bennett settles in the pocket and throws high, incomplete, and intercepted. Talon Alfrey makes the interception for BYU. Alfrey inside the 30-yard line, and it's Cougars first down and 10. That is giveaway number 17 on the year for Liberty. Yes, the Flames lead the nation in takeaways, but they're one of the worst teams in the country in giveaways. And BYU early momentum, a 7-3 lead, and a short field now. The Cougars first down and 10 after the INT from Jonathan Bennett. BYU's in good shape early, despite the fact Liberty had a long scoring drive. It was only a field goal drive, not a touchdown. And that actually meant something, the fact that BYU could make a defensive hold facing a first and goal defensively at the seven-yard line. Then the long BYU drive, and now a chance for a short field touchdown. As I mentioned, mentioned a moment ago, the Cougs' last eight touchdown drives have all been 75-plus yards. Time to punch one in off a short field. 27-yard line of Liberty, BYU first down and 10. And Jaron Hall with pistol has Katoa behind him. And it's a power pistol. Puka to his With right. Puka Nakua off to his right hip. The handoff is Puka coming left. Puka ahead to the 20-yard line between the hashes and the numbers running at left. It'll be a seven-yard gain, second down and three for BYU. Cougs in the red zone for the first time today. A 7-3 lead for BYU late in quarter number one. And this sold-out crowd has had a couple of moments to cheer, but BYU doing a nice job at muting any Liberty fan noise as the Cougs have an early lead and are pressing four more. 7-3 hour score. 2.55 to play in the opening quarter. Pistol again. Katoa trailing Hill. Hall, beg your pardon. Jaron Hall in the gun. Cody will motion. Deep, deep drop for Hall. Loads up and fires to a wide open Isaac Rex. And Rex makes the catch for the touchdown. Left side of the end zone. It's BYU 13 and Liberty 3 with the PAT pending. There's a short field score for BYU. Didn't take long, and the Cougs are right back in the end zone. That's exactly what you should do. Liberty gave him a gift. The, the throw from Bennett on the interception was just, he just missed it, threw it right to Alfrey. It was truly a gift, and, and they turn around in two plays. They put six more, soon to be seven more points up on the board. Um, that I really like that play. They've run it before. It's the wheel route that we've seen many times over the last few years, except this time they did the play action different. They play action left and rolled right so that Jaron was throwing back. The same result, though. Isaac Rex wide open for six. It's another Mountain America Credit Union touchdown, which is another $250 donation to the American Red Cross. The Jake Goldroyd PAT is up and good. BYU two for two on the PATs. The Cougars' lead is now 11. It's 14-3 to with still 241 to play in the first quarter. We're taking a break. We'll get you a pigskin scoring summary after this on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. 
Let's head back to the Built Bar broadcast booth and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Time for another pigskin scoring summary brought to you by your Utah Pork Producers and the National Pork Board. Utah Pork Producers providing hundreds of jobs in Utah while producing safe and nutritious pork. Real pork raised by real Utah farmers for real Cougar fans like you. For more information, follow Utah Pork Producers Association on Facebook and Instagram. The last drive for BYU, short field score, 27 yards, two plays, 43 seconds off the clock. And it's Jaron Hall to Isaac Rex for 20 yards and a touchdown. For Isaac Rex, third, third touchdown catch of the year, 17th of his career. For Jaron Hall, second touchdown pass of the day, 19th on the season. And now 40 for his BYU career. And Jaron Hall becomes the 16th BYU quarterback with 40 or more career touchdown passes. BYU 14 and Liberty 3 is our score. Cougars will kick it off from north to south, right to left as we see it and you hear it. Jake Oldroyd debuted away. Shedro Lewis is the deep returner for the Flames. Well, the Flames calling this the biggest home game in their program history, and they are down two scores early. 2.41 to play in the opening quarter. Cougs up 11 at 14-3. The Oldroyd run-up. Swings the right leg, side spins it into the end zone for a touchback. Jaron Hall now 5,013 career passing yards. He's the 16th BYU quarterback to pass the 5,000 career passing yard plateau. All right, Liberty first down and 10. And again, the Flames' first drive was impressive. 84 yards, 11 plays. The unimpressive part was after 6.05 off the clock, they could not score a touchdown. Held to a field goal. The Flames led 3-0, but since then, back-to-back -back BYU scores. It's all Cougars early here in Lynchburg. At quarterback, Jonathan Bennett. We've seen a couple of cameos from Charlie Brewer for little effect. Then again, Bennett's last play was a pick. Bennett's seventh interception to six touchdown passes. Not a good throwing team. They complete a lot of long balls, but they're not very efficient. Bennett on a three-step. Shuffles to his left. Squares, shoulders, fires. Complete. That's a good pass. 40-yard line. It's caught by Noah Frith. He backed it up to 38 as he tried to gain additional yardage, but it'll be a first down. Move the sticks for the Flames. First and 10 from the Liberty 38-yard line. Jonathan Bennett, 51% passer. Coming in two today. And Bennett on this day, 6 for 7 for 62 yards. Make it 75, beg your pardon. 6 for 7 for 75 now. Give you Jaron Hall's numbers in a moment. Bennett's in the gun with Lewis to his left hip. Pulls it away from Lewis. Straight back drop. Goes back shoulder. Oh, and what a catch made. Falling to the ground. Treyon Sibley at the 36-yard line of BYU. What a catch. It's a back shoulder throw and more flags. It'll come back. Two big completions wiped out for Liberty early in the first quarter. Ineligible downfield. Oh. 52 offense. Five-yard penalty. Remains first down. Wow, those are two long completions wiped out by ineligibles downfield. Well, what's interesting is they're running an RPO blocking scheme, which, of course, the longer that they're running RPO, but throwing the ball down the field. Normally, why you tag a quick passing route to a run pass option is so that the quarterback gets the ball out of his hands more quickly. In both of these that have been called back, they've been go balls. So naturally, as the offensive line is blocking run, they get down the field. 
48 and 28 yard completions wiped out on ineligibles downfield. Taking off and running on first and 15 now is Jonathan Bennett, and he runs out of bounds to the right. That's at the BYU team area to the 41-yard line. Gain of eight. It'll be second down seven for the Flames. 147 to play in the opening quarter. BYU 14, and Liberty 3 is our score. So second and seven now for the Flames. 41-yard line, the Liberty 41 near hash as the Flames go left to right from our vantage point. The shadows begin to creep across the field from west to east, far side to near side. Bennett and Gunn, Shedro Lewis to his right hip. Play fake, straight back drop, plenty of time. Near sideline, catch made, shy the line to gain. 47-yard line to Caleb Coleman. It'll be third down and one. From second and seven to third down and one. Chance for BYU to hold defensively here near midfield. 47-yard line of Liberty. Third down and one. Mahe and Thule will check in. Previous play of a catch is under further review. So it was right in front of the BYU bench, so clearly they figured it was worth a look, or maybe indeed it came from up top. But either way, the catch on the sideline is being reviewed to whether it is or not a catch from Treyon Sibley. They're not showing it up on the big screen, which leads me to believe that maybe <laughs> it, uh, it wasn't. One thing I want to point out, Greg, is... As we get a look at it, and it was, Kayla, it was Caleb Coleman, not Sibley, but uh, it'd be tough to tell if that toe from was that on the side, at least from the one angle we saw. Might have been that the toe was over the white, but we'll see if they get a better look at that. They may have to say call stands so they don't get a better look than that one. It, um, one of the things that was such a big storyline throughout the week was the defense and the changes that we might may or may not see. One of the things through, let's see, Liberty has run 15 plays. We've seen exclusively four down with four defensive linemen. So not three linemen and a walked-up linebacker. They have had two ends and two tackles in the entire time. So that's been a, a change we've seen from the BYU defense. Let's head down to Mitchell Jurgens in the sideline area for another thought on what has changed with BYU this week. Uh, Mitchell, what do you have? Yeah, so Elisa Tuiaki, um, this entire season, he's actually been up in the box. Um, but today for this game, he's down on the sideline uh, with this BYU team. Uh, when the defense is on the field, he's right next to Kalani, um, you know, hyping up the defense. And as soon as the defense comes off, he is with the defensive linemen, uh, strategizing, game planning, and has, has, has been very vocal on the sideline. So that's one of the changes. Review, ruling of a catch stands. Third down. All right, so ruling stands. Yeah, just to finish that comment, uh, yep, so that, that's, a, that's a big change for this BYU defense. Eliza Tuiaki here on the field is not in the booth um, and is actively involved in motivating this defense here today. Thank you, Mitchell. Mitchell Jurgens in the Zions Bank end zone for big-time banking with a home team feel. Zions Bank is for you. With E coming down, Preston Hadley goes from field to booth. So Hadley in the booth now with E down on the field. They go pistol on third down and one. Hunter behind Bennett. And they go straight up on the handoff, off tackle right, and I believe he gets the line to gain. Needed to get to the 49, and based on the near side official spot, line judge says first down, and the chains will be moved. So a third down and one conversion for Liberty as the Flames quickly hurry up, go trips left, single wide to the right as BYU's caught shifting. They'll allow BYU to shift, but there weren't players set. There's a man wide open and a misfire. Oh, a big-time miss from Bennett as wide open. On the left side of the field was the former BYU tight end, Bentley Hanshaw. And Bennett had nothing but time 
for Hanshaw, and Hanshaw was wide open. I think BYU missed him on the coverage. That's too. I mean, the, the he's lucky that that one didn't result in an interception because it was towards the sideline, and there wasn't a defender in sight. But that throw looked very similar to the seam throw that was gifted to BYU earlier. Bennett, I mean, if he's it's interesting if he's out and on the move and being athletic, he's able to deliver the ball and pretty good. But anytime he's standing in a clean pocket with a wide open receiver, he seems to struggle. 48 seconds to go in the opening quarter. Second and 10 off the misfire from the Liberty 49-yard line. Shotgun snap. Bennett, handoff middle. Somehow, Day-Day Hunter gets second level for a first down. He's a small enough guy that he fit through a gap up front because that was a, a pile of people right near the line of scrimmage and coming out of it is Hunter for a first down gain inside BYU territory to the 39-yard line. Does a good job staying, staying low, low center of gravity behind his lineman, and then he kind of just appears for BYU defenders who appears out of nowhere. And uh, he's got good acceleration, too, to uh, take advantage of any holes or cracks in the defense that appear. Liberty's about to run its 19th play to BYU's 11, but BYU leads by 11, 14-3. And they've got to get a playoff here before the end of the quarter. Ten seconds on the game clock, five on the play clock. They go shotgun for Bennett. Bennett on a play fake. Takes a straight back drop. The right-hander fires and throws low. Bad throw. Incomplete. Wide receiver open on the sideline. Frith. And Noah Frith just shakes his head and shrugs it to say, man, I'm right there. And he's just not, he's not an accurate enough passer. Jonathan Bennett, 51% coming into the day. A little better than that today, but some bad misses. Two seconds to go in the opening quarter. Second and 10 for Liberty at the BYU 39-yard line. So final play of the first quarter coming up. Cougs up 14-3 here at Williams Stadium in Lynchburg, Virginia. BYU football is brought to you in part by Tucano's. Back to school, back to football, back to Tucano's Brazilian Grill. They'll motion Demario Douglas. Shotgun snap to Bennett. Swing to Douglas left side. He's cut off by the sideline on a second and ten. Got maybe three or four. Third down and longish coming up for the Flames after this end of quarter break. That's the end of the first quarter. Back to school, back to football, back to Tucano's Brazilian Grill. Whether it's the Flame Grilled Meats, the seafood, or the award-winning Unlimited Salad Festival, dinner at Tucano's is an experience you can't get anywhere else. We're after one quarter of play, BYU 14, Liberty 3. The Flames driving. We'll have a third down and seven from the BYU 37 when we come back for the first play of the second quarter after this on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.